Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So the holidays are upon us and in this vlog I want to share with you what I think at this moment in time is my number one thought for the most valuable skill or behavior you can develop to get through the holidays the way you want to get through the holidays with Bright Line Eating, okay? This is a behavior or a skill that um, is simple but not easy. And in my experience, all of us, pretty much, almost all of us really could use practice with it, okay? So um, to tell you how this kind of came on my radar screen, I need to tell you a story of something that happened to me um, two or three, four weeks ago, a few weeks ago, okay. Um, I had an appointment to talk with a friend. This is one of my best friends. This is like one of my most valuable relationships. Uh, we've been friends for 11, 12 years, whatever, long time. Professor friend of mine from back in the day. And um, I haven't kept up with most of my professor friends, but this relationship I've kept up, it matters to me. And um, it matters to him too. So we're friends. What we do is uh, we don't live near each other and every now, every now and then we have a phone date. And um, I set up a phone date with him for right before I was gonna catch a flight. Like I knew I'd be through security and I would really have about half an hour to talk. So we were supposed to talk. Right before, uh, the, like the day before, I sent him a text and I said, hey, uh, just so you know, if you're late to our call by your usual lately 15 to 45 or 60 minutes, we won't have a call because I have to get on a plane. I actually will be in the airport when we talk. So don't be late. Um, the day came, I got through security. I was like a rushing like a bat out of hell getting through security. We were supposed to talk at 2 p.m. and I got through security and it was like 1.58. And I was like, woohoo! And then I got myself a table and I was like, you know, got my phone out, 2.01, I texted him. I called him at 2.01 and then I texted him, hey, it went to voicemail, are you there? Nothing. So I kept my phone out and I walked to my gate and sat there and um, the plane was delayed a little bit. 30 minutes went by, we boarded the flight. We're sitting on the tarmac. It's now 45 minutes past the time we were supposed to talk and I was pretty mad. And what I was thinking was, he's done this to me the last like three or four times, like maybe four out of our five last phone dates, he's been 15 minutes late, an hour late, 45 minutes late with no text to say, hey, I'm running late. And I'm like, I'm going out of my mind a little bit. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe. <gasps> um, and back up, you know, like, I feel like not responsive by email, not responsive by text. You might say, well, gosh, what, this isn't a great friend. And I'm like, but, but he is, he's a great friend. And he cares about me deeply and we have a lot in common. We have a long history together. It's a very important relationship to me and it's maddening, maddening. So it's now 2.45 and I sent him a text message that says, it's all caps, dude, WTF, which if you don't know, stands for what the fuck. Um, in what world can you not send me a text message saying I can't make our call? Urgh. And irony of ironies were delayed. So I'm sitting on the tarmac for another hour on the plane. 
haven't taken off yet. I still get access to my phone. So I see his response come in. And it's all about like the dean, the provost, blah, 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 had to, you know, it's important stuff. Like the college is going through a rough time. Uh, he got called into a meeting with the dean and the provost. And I'm thinking to myself, so in the meantime, I'm supposed to talk with Monique Rhodes on my layover. You know, Monique Rhodes, she does the meditations for Brightline Eating. I'm supposed to talk to her on our layover and my fl flight is late. So I will not have a layover when I land, at least not at the time I said. So I've already texted her, hey, dear, my flight is late. Looks like I'm not going to be able to talk today after all. Can we reschedule? And I'm looking at the, co the comparison and thinking... Yeah, you got called into a meeting with the with the provost and the dean or whatever, but you could have sent me a text message. Can't talk today. Anyway, no apology. I was not happy. He texted me, when can I get back on your calendar? And I texted him, you can't. <laughs> not my best behavior. Not my best moment. And then I went off to a retreat for seven days without internet access. Um... And so I had time to, to think about it. To, I was going to say to stew on it, to think about it. And I told you this long story because it has a really big point. It all came crashing in. Like, I've been mad about this man's behavior for 12 years. Not 12 years. Like, it's been bad for about seven years. Whatever. Long time in my world. However long. I've been mad about this man's behavior for all this time. And to my memory, I have never once given him a clear request. Hey, if you're going to be late to our calls, would you do me a favor? Would you shoot me a text before the time? <laughs> hey, if I send you a long email with a lot of emotional stuff that's going on in my life, could you do me a favor and respond within a day or two? Hey, when we're talking by text, could you do me a favor and like, if you need to go do something else, just let me know, hey, I'm going to stop texting now because I got to go do something else as opposed to just falling off the map. Never once have I made a clean request of this man about his responsiveness, about his, you know, sort of etiquette around the flow and the timing of our communications. Never once. Shame on me. Shame on me. Instead, what I've been doing is usually swallowing it and thinking to myself, he doesn't know what he's doing. He totally adores me. This is not about me. He just, you know, because we, I, he's a sweet guy and we'd get on the phone. He's like, oh, really? I didn't, you know, like he's just kind of clueless in this way. Like, or we have like drastically different standards for like proper etiquette of responsiveness between friends. Um, so I was swallowing it, thinking he doesn't know. He probably can't do any better. This is just who he is. This is my issue. And then it would build up and build up and build up. And I'd unload on him. You, la, 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 that. I've even cut off our friendship in the past over this. Like, I'm just not communicating with you. <laughs> I never went the like sane middle road of like, oh, that behavior is not really that acceptable to me. How about I ask him if he can change it? Now, if he can't, then I have another choice to make, right? But knowing that he can't or won't do differently in the light of a series of really clear requests, 
of like, dude, would you do this and this and this and this for me? It would make it easier for me to be in relationship with you is very different than noticing that he doesn't do it naturally and never asking, never making the request. And then just, you know, trying to decide on those grounds. Do I want to be in relationship with this person? Right? Okay. Holidays. Mother-in-law bakes you cookies. Friends bring in whatever, not my food, into work and like cut you a slice and bring it to your desk. Your spouse brings home stuff from the office, not my food, leaves it on the kitchen counter. You get where I'm going with this? Making clean, clear requests of people is one of the most ninja skills that we can practice in our Bright Line Eating journey. And it might sound something like this. Oh, beloved mother-in-law, fill in the blank of her first name. Sweetheart, I so love that you value our relationship enough to bake for me. And I so get that you went out of your way to make these gluten-free and made with agave and spelt flour. I so get it. They look delicious. Um, I don't eat any kind of sweetener or any kind of flour. As a matter of fact, I don't eat any kind of cookies at all. I hate, 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 hate that I'm not going to eat your freshly baked things because you obviously spent so much time on them. I'm going to make a request. Could you please not bake for me in the future just because I don't eat any baked goods and I feel so awful turning down your food? But also, sweetheart, could we find another way to connect? Because I don't want to lose any single bit of the love and connection that I feel for you. Like, I feel you wanting to connect with me through food. And my request is, could we not connect through food anymore? Can we connect in other ways? Like, I'm happy to spend time with you in the kitchen cleaning up after every dinner party. I would love to have an email exchange once a week. Can we find another? Could we go to the movies on Saturday afternoon? I would love to find another way to connect with you. Would that be all right with you? Now, and then maybe another time. Oh, sweetheart, um, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to eat that because I don't eat baked goods. But, and my request is, would you please not bake for me? Because I'm not going to eat it. And now after a couple times, if she can't get that, then you have other choices to make. You could stop going to her house. That'd be a legitimate thing to do. Find other ways to connect. We can connect, you know, I'm so sorry, dear mother-in-law. Um, I'm not going to be coming over for dinner anymore because it's it's proving to be too hard for me in following my food plan. But I would love to see you. Do you want to go for a walk on Saturday morning? Making clean requests. Like the challenge of other people's behavior and situations on us, like the, the impact on us, it's within our control. Like we get to decide what we want to do about that. And everyone likes and respects someone who sets up a clear boundary with a clear no. Because you know what? That means they can trust your yes. When you have a clear, simple no, then they know that everything you're saying yes for, you mean it. And you're there, right? Making clean, clear, simple requests is the number one ninja skill going through the holidays. Now, when I say a clean request, what do I mean by that? Um, a dirty request is where it's issued with resentment and you're completely attached to the outcome. As a matter of fact, you're applying subtle pressure about what they do next. That's a dirty request. I do them all the time with my husband. He's been pointing it out to me lately. I'm really working on it. Um, 
I was, I w- we were having a difficult conversation around like, you know, I really wish that like we could talk more deeply. And he's like, I'd be up for that if you talk to me like you talk to your friends. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, like just, hey, have you thought of this? Maybe you should try that. Like you say that to your friends, but you're completely detached about whether they do or not. He said, every time I talk with you, I feel like you're like subtly trying to make me a better man. It sucks. Like, why would I want to show up for those conversations? And I was like, he's right. He's totally right. And so I've been working on standing in my ground with my spine and not wheedling and needling him to do things different. I can make my clean requests. Hey, honey, would you, you know, whatever. Could we keep the house two degrees warmer or, you know, whatever it is, right? But then I know he's got a choice to make. And then if he says no, or we decide something else, like maybe I need to, you know, get a warmer sweater to wear around the house, whatever. I make my request. I stand in my clarity that the outcome is up to them, what they do next. And then I have choices. I can reset my boundaries if I'm still not comfortable with what's going on. It's such a beautiful way to be in connection with people. And it can be hard especially with people that tend to run on the more non-conscious side and, you know, can be, you know, people can be tough. I know, you know, and holidays are where we spend more time with family, coworkers, and other sorts of people that aren't our chosen comrades in this world, right? Like they, they, they're given to us often to help us work out our deepest problems (laughs) and to grow more as a human being. But this skill, making clean requests, you make the request, you let go of the outcome, they choose what they choose at that point, and then you decide from there. Making clean requests is one of the easiest ways to skate through the holidays. So basically that means you decide what you're going to do with your Brightline Eating program through the holidays, and then you look ahead to the events that are coming up and you figure out the requests you have to make. Super simple, not easy, but simple. That's the weekly vlog. I love you. I'll see you next week.